0: Welcome to the Yoga Liberty podcast. This is the definitive resource for yoga teachers and yoga students who aspire to become yoga teachers. I'm Angelica Govert. I'm also known as Yoga Liberty on social media. In this podcast, I'm giving you all the knowledge I've learned from teaching yoga for the past 17 years and practicing yoga for over 37 years. You'll get the wisdom that I gained owning the largest yoga studio in Nevada for seven years, working with 10,000 students and 150 yoga teachers I'll share what over a thousand people who graduated from my in-person and online yoga teacher trainings learned that made them successful so that you can be successful at becoming or being a yoga teacher. It's my opinion that the main purpose of yoga is to help us find and share happiness. So if you hear something that helps you on this podcast, please share it with others. This is the happiest podcast online. Thank you for joining me, yoga friends. Are you a yoga teacher searching for the perfect platform to host your online classes, workshops, and trainings? Well, look no more. Offering Tree is an affordable one stop solution for yoga teachers who want to create an online presence, capture emails, create offers, and sell online classes and courses. Offering Tree is specifically focused on the needs of yoga teachers because it was made by yoga teachers for yoga teachers I use it myself use the link offeringtree.com Angelica and receive a discount of 50% off on your first three months of a monthly plan or 15% off your first year on an annual plan that's up to $88 off which is some pretty good karma I think I'll leave the link in the description below or visit offeringtree.com Angelica to get started online today Welcome everyone to the Yoga Liberty podcast and today I have one of the most incredible women that I have ever met in my life on our podcast she is a Reiki master yoga teacher, she is a Pilates instructor and she is surprisingly also a professional cellist. She has come and cleared my home. She has worked for me at my yoga studio. She took my yoga teacher training. She has helped to come and facilitate Reiki trainings at my studio. She also does the restorative yoga training for me in my yoga teacher training, and she has for years. She is a trusted and amazing, incredible friend. I am so excited to welcome Elizabeth Marshall of Reiki Uprising to the Yoga Liberty podcast
1: welcome. Wow, what an intro. I feel very special. <laughs> Thank you, you are very special.
0: <laughs> Thank you. In fact, to be real, I don't think I've ever met anyone that wasn't in love with you, so. <laughs> oh,
1: well. <laughs> Tell me more things that you like about me. Just keep going. Just keep going. I appreciate it. So you
0: are, you have just created. we worked together live in person for many years, but you've just created an online um, business running Reiki certification. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you to go online and, um, you know, who, who could be really benefiting from the online Reiki experience?
1: Oh, sure. Um, well, it, it's called the Reiki Uprising, and it includes all the levels of Reiki from self-healing all the way up to the master level. And it was sort of born out of a sad place, actually, um, when the pandemic started to take hold and things just started to get really, really grim for everyone. I mean, it's, you know, if we think back two years ago, it was really just rough times um, and I couldn't get to my clients um, because of the shutdown and I couldn't do any of my trainings um, because they were all geared towards in person. Um, and then add to that, um, you know, I think maybe it was because I was home a lot and like online a lot. I was just noticing just a lot of really sad stuff in the world, which sounds really vague, but you know, if you go onto any social media platform, people just screaming at each other and being so incredibly unkind and saying things that they would never say in real life, right, ever. Um, And I got to like a really dark place, honestly of, you know, it just felt like everything was falling apart. And I had this thought one day of like, This world just needs more Reiki. (laughs) We just need more healing. People are not doing well and it's being transferred to other people. Um, And so I thought about it and I thought, oh, that'd be really cool to do an online version. But um, as you know, um, I have skills. Technology tends not to be one of them. Um, Not super great at anything online. And so I talked myself out of it. I was like, this is impossible. There's no way I can do this. You know, yeah, next, next idea. Um, and then you came along, well, you were always there, but you popped back in and, you know, you were starting your light warrior training and said, will you do this component for me? And I remember saying to you, I don't know how to do any of that at all. And you were like, yes, you do. <laughs>
0: it's not- I actually remember the conversation being like, it's interesting that you call me at this time because I was thinking about that. Yes,
1: ex- exactly. No, and I said to you, I've been thinking about it, but I don't know how to do any of this. And you were like, it's not as hard as you think. And I think you sent me a bunch of links and you talked me through most of it and held my hand and were super kind with it. Um, so really, it was reignited by you and your confidence in me, which I can't thank you enough for.
0: Well, thank um, you. That I, I think what you have to offer is amazing. So, but it it was not as hard as you thought, right?
1: It was not. Yeah. It was not. And I learned, like I learned so much through the process of making the program. But one of the big, big takeaways was if you ask people for help they're really more likely to give it to you than not mm-hmm. so the stuff that I couldn't do I just reached out to people and like do you know how to do this you know and so because I did that and I sourced all my friends my ex-boyfriend um <laughs> my my family everyone I could think of um I actually wound up having a professional film crew record it all and edit it and it's so pretty like it's so much prettier than anything I could have dreamed of um, and so, yeah, it's, it's born, it's, it's live. Um, and the second part of your question, who, who would benefit from it? Um, literally anyone can learn Reiki, absolutely anyone can. Um, it's geared towards people who want to make a change in their life for the better, who want to energetically heal themselves so that they can help others. Um, That's what the uprising is all about, is getting people to a place where they can kind of, I don't know, start to work through some of their stuff in life and help other people, help the planet, help, just help. Um, Because that is what we're lacking now, I feel personally um, in the world. We don't have enough helpers. And I know I would Mr. Agree. Rogers. Oh, I would yeah, agree. Mr. Rogers said, "Look for the helpers. Where are they? <laughs> where, are they? <laughs> where are the helpers?" Um, so that's why that's why I created it is so that people can be helpful. Um, and it doesn't matter where you lie on the political spectrum. It doesn't matter what any of your beliefs are. Really, we're all human. We all are seeking love and safety and security. And I really feel that my program is sort of geared towards that of providing a safe space for people to heal from their traumas, from their wounds and move forward and help other people.
0: And so that's why you decided to call it Reiki
1: Uprising? Yes, Mm -hmm. it's an uprising of love. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) I know uprising is kind of a that's a big word like it's it's, and it can be sort of a scary sounding word but it's really an uprising of people banding together to make the world better and I know that sounds very grandiose and maybe even a little cliched, but change starts with one person it always has Um, and if enough people really take ownership of themselves and their lives and you know. They hang on to their baggage lovingly and release it. I mean, my goodness, think, like, just think. If every person took 10 or 15 minutes a day, did a self-healing on themselves just to bring themselves back, drop into their body, drop into their heart, I think the world would look remarkably different. (laughs) I think there would be a lot less strife and chaos and bickering and bullying. And I really... I really think that it could help. I really honestly do. Um, And that's not to say everyone in the world is going to learn Reiki. That would be amazing. But I think if enough people do, we can start to turn the tide back to kindness and back to softness and vulnerability and not being so threatened all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people who feel really threatened.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: that's a hard place to live hard place it is
0: it is we were talking about that on our walk this morning we try to take a walk every morning Mm -hmm. and um we were talking about how it's really confusing what's happening now there's a lot of different ways in which information's coming at us and a lot of it's being manipulated and the best Mm -hmm. we can do really is to live our own lives and try to seek happiness in our own sphere so for people who don't know, because we might have listeners that don't know what Reiki is, could you tell us a little bit about what Reiki is and then maybe go through what the four levels are distinctly?
1: Absolutely. Um, so Reiki is an ancient hands-on healing system. Um, it has its roots about 10,000 years ago in ancient Tibet with the Tibetan monks, Um and it has traveled around the world, especially in Asia, and landed in Japan in the 1920s, which is why it has a Japanese name. Um, and it's a system where the practitioner, the person giving the Reiki, um, through a series of mantras and meditations, symbols, etc., that you learn in this program, um, you learn to channel the prana, the chi, the divinity, the. Um, the universal oneness that's out there, and you place it into the recipient. The beautiful thing about Reiki is it's universal consciousness is way smarter than any of us. So it knows exactly where to go. And it helps heal energetic um ouchies. it's a terrible word to say. I can't believe I said that on a podcast. It it heals energetic problems in the body so that's not to say that you know you do reiki on someone and if they have cancer it's going to cure cancer we would never claim to say that it's a supplemental health care form that enters the body goes through the subtle body the aura it affects the chakras by balancing them and creates a more holistic approach to treating a malady or a a pain issue or an injury
0: One thing I found when I think, so I had only had one Reiki session before you started doing Reiki with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when I started doing it with you, I found that Reiki was more calming and relaxing to me than actual massage as far Mm -hmm. as like how my body goes. And I think one of the main reasons why was because I stayed fully clothed and it mm-hmm. was a safe environment as someone who has been experienced trauma, specifically sexual trauma in my past. And I know a lot of women have, but most women have um, it's Reiki seemed very safe for me mm-hmm. because, you know, the Reiki practitioner could or could not put their hands on you and it still would be the energy would still transmit. And so if, it felt like a really safe way to feel calm and I really always have very much enjoyed that about
1: Reiki. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Yeah, no, and that's a good point. It can be hands-off as well where you never even touch the recipient. Um, All of my clients are fully clothed. They usually have one or two big blankets on them, you know, tuck them in. Um, It's very, very comforting they're on a massage table and I sometimes touch people. Sometimes I don't, it's just based on people's comfort level for sure. Cause there are some people who have been through trauma that's deep enough that being touched by someone is too much. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one reason why I love Reiki too. It's very adaptable mm-hmm. um, and you can send it from a distance as well. You don't even have to be in the same room yeah. um, which is a beautiful option for some people. Um, Yes. Oh, um, the four, the four
0: four levels. So what is the four levels of Reiki? Mm
1: -hmm. Reiki one is self-healing. Um, it's where you learn to heal yourself. Um, it's kind of like putting on your oxygen mask before you help other people. Um, you have to get your energy as clean and as um, healthy as you can before you can go work on someone else. Reiki two is what, Uh, certify someone to become a public practitioner, which means you can start working on other people Um, and you can open your own Reiki business. So it's really, it's a pretty fast process. Um, We're not talking years and years of study. Um, Reiki three, um, this is where it gets a little confusing for some people because some programs only have three levels, mine has four. I take the Reiki master level and I split it into two sections because it's just way too much information, honestly, for one level. Um, so I split it into So Reiki 3 is called advanced Reiki training. And that's where you learn a bunch of kind of more esoteric techniques. You learn to make a Reiki grid so you can transmit energy 24-7. Um, you learn how to do aura healing, um, all sorts of Kind of i don't want to say out there because it's all <laughs> real stuff but it's it's sort of like you just take your toolbox and you expand it significantly
0: do you are mm-hmm. you familiar with carillian photography
1: yes i am
0: yeah i just found out about it by reading a yeah. joe Spensa book <laughs> and oh. um i would really love to know more about it but so um it has to do with auras and <laughs> Um, so I'll let you finish, and then if you could talk a little bit about that because I think it's fascinating.
1: So go to the Reiki Four. <laughs> um, re- <laughs> oh, I have something fun for you with the photography. Um, Reiki Four is the is the master master level where you learn to turn people into Reiki practitioners, um, and it's a step by step. How do you run your own workshops or make your own online course? Um, how do you attune people to Reiki and attuning means you kind of flip the switch in them so that they can receive the energy. Um, yeah. So that's the level four is the big, big one. If you want to be a Reiki master, you go through all four and at the end, um, you're, you're a master.
0: I remember doing my Reiki one attunement with you at Sin City Yoga in Mm -hmm. the front in Las Vegas. Yeah. That's a great Oh, it's funny how you look back on your life and you're just like, oh, that was such a great time. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be nice if we had that clarity right now to be like, this is a great time. <laughs> you know, I try to I try to remember
0: that. And like, here's the reality is that when we look back on our whole life, there's very few times that I look back on my whole life, my whole life as a whole and say mm-hmm. that wasn't a good time. And even last year which would be one of my toughest years of my life Mm -hmm. we lived on a sailboat i mean that wasn't that (laughs) bad um and right (laughs) and then the other year that was like my hardest year was 2008 but that's the year that sin city yoga was born right i bought the urls sincityyoga.com in 2008 so Mm -hmm. and then moved back to vegas You know, and then that same, the year that I moved to Vegas, which was also the year of the tiger. And this year is the year of the tiger. And you may not know, you may have already figured out that I am a tiger. I did know. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought it was interesting that 2010 was year of the tiger. It's the year I declared bankruptcy. And it's the year that I moved to Las Vegas, back to Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, and then opened Sensity Yoga. And this year is the year that I launched my new online yoga teacher training. So I'm like, hmm, you're the tiger. But I purchased a new URL. You're going to just, you're going to just die when you hear this. Guess what I bought? Onlineyogacertification.com. Oh, how was that for sale? How was that for sale? How was that for sale? (laughs) No one scooped that up yet I bought yogateachertraining.yoga
1: mm-hmm.
0: and online that's incredible it's the year of the tiger it's all is I it? it's all I can say is that the rawr rawr 100% <laughs> rawr right there <laughs> rawr. Um, so tell me what you know about brilliant photography because it's fascinating
1: to me well, if you were to dig through your files and find your Reiki one manual. <laughs> um, if you had read what I wrote. <laughs> um, many, many, many years ago. The seven um, years ago that I did this with you. <laughs> how dare you not remember? Um, there's actually a photo of that photography and they um, did a before and after of a Reiki master of, you know, Reiki turned on, Reiki turned off, and the difference is astounding. Like when the Reiki is on, there's these beautiful orbs of light all over the hand. Um,
0: I think yeah. I do remember that now, but I didn't put two and two together mm-hmm. until later.
1: It's no problem. It's also in the Reiki Uprising too. Should you, you know, want to hop on and see, it's in the uh, level one manual as well, um, and. That's, it's such a, I love that you asked that question, um, because so if you could of... just
0: define to because obviously we both know what, what it is, but mm-hmm. there's probably people who have no idea what Karelian photography is. So if you could tell us what that
1: is. Um, I believe it was, it originated in the 40s, 1940s-ish, um, and it was a Russian scientist who developed it. And it's a photography system, and I cannot explain the technology of it. But it, um, it photographs like heat sources, basically, and energy so, changes. Yeah,
0: they put a, an electric node through your body.
1: Oh, didn't know that. That's that's aggressive.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you don't even feel it. I guess it just okay. kind of electrifies you is what I read. And okay. we could go to Sedona and have it done. <laughs> we could definitely go. Definitely.
1: I'd love to see what my, my aura looks like to the real world um yeah so it it picks up the aura it picks up energy shifts um you know the subtle body basically the the energy that surrounds us and that's inside of us that can't be seen with the naked eye
0: yeah yeah it's really fascinating because it actually shows the energy around
1: people Mm -hmm. yes yeah yes absolutely yeah and that's one of like i get asked Sometimes, like, is Reiki really real? You know, because it's, it's, we don't have charts and graphs and you know, tons and tons of data points to show that it's real. Um, Although there is one um, study, it's called the Touchstone process. That was it was like a twenty year long study of doing Reiki in hospitals on patients, and you know, double blind scientific study and it proved that Reiki really improved the lives of the recipients. Um, So we have that and we also have the photography that shows the hand lighting up. Um, So yeah, I love that you mentioned that. It's an important part of the Reiki tradition is that picture that I think probably every manual that everyone has ever made has it in there. Um, Yeah, so it's it's one of our things that we're like, yes, it's real, give it a try.
0: It's interesting what we've chosen over the years to believe is real and what's not real and what oh, yeah. ha- like as a as a species what have we decided is effective and ineffective and you know who decided that natural herbs like chicory is meant to lower your blood pressure but someone decided along the way that can't possibly be real you have to take the synthetic thing instead that big pharma made you know yeah. <laughs> like like what why, why did, why did we decide that? You know, cause there's no money in growing chicory.
1: You know? There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there isn't a big chicory lobby that's, you know, fighting for it to be put in hospitals. Like, no, it's, I, I hate to sound cynical, but it's all money-based. Yeah. Um, cause there are so many natural healing things that we could be using to supplement our health that we've shied away from over the years, that it's, it's a real shame Real shame. Um, Yeah. Because we were talking
0: before we did this podcast, we were talking about food healing the body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would be interested to know what you think about the connection between having a clean, healthy body that you, you know, you eat living foods, you um, drink a lot of water, you, you know, don't put high fructose corn syrup and processed foods into your body and how that process is for a Reiki practitioner. Like how do those healthy habits, um, how, what do they do for someone who is doing Reiki? Does that make your Reiki more effective or does it matter? Or what, what do you think?
1: Oh, it absolutely changes the quality um, of my energy output for sure. Um, Cause if you think about it with what you're describing, you know, eating cleanly and lightly and, you know, healthfully is, is love. It's self-love. Um, it's, uh, you know, the big trigger word, self-care. Self-care isn't buying an $85 candle, like we've been told, you know, or like, <laughs> I mean, it could be, but it's real, real self-care is taking care of your mind, body, and spirit in the way that it needs. And so when I show myself self-love my energy output is significantly different. It's cleaner, it's gentler, it's softer, it's, um, it's just healthier. Like, and I, I, I do my best to be as healthy as I can. I fall down just like everyone else. I mean, like um, we, do. Like we all do. it. you know,
0: we're battling well, in a society that's not trying to make us healthy
1: exactly well and like jelly bean season is coming up you know it's things like that that i'm like oh no (laughs) everything is a sugar season
0: yes everything Everything is a sugar season you know like i read that somewhere that maybe it isn't that everything is a holiday or you know that it's we're eating too much it's just that every single holiday is somehow connected to sugar absolutely true every holiday And we were just talking before this about sugar negatively Mm -hmm. affecting the body.
1: Yeah, it makes me sad. Like literally, makes it sends me into depression. Um, But you know, I'm a I'm a human, and I forget that
0: sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, well, it's coming at us
1: nonstop, and it's in
0: it's hidden in things. It's in it's in crackers. It's in breads. It's in everything that we eat. It's weird if you drink any any drink. That I have to read all the labels just to get coconut milk creamer, you know, and make sure that my almond milk doesn't have added sugar.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I know. It's in it's in literally everything. Everything. Yes, everything. No, I know. And it's and on days when I like have big reiki days where I have, you know, several clients coming or when I'm doing an in-person workshop, um, I'm ultra careful about what I consume the week before the workshop, the day before my clients come in. Um, cause you know, if I eat a big bucket of fried chicken and then I touch someone, they're probably, <laughs> they're not going to say, Oh, she ate fried chicken, but they're, they're probably going to feel like there's a little dip of energy there. Cause my body is fighting to process this stuff and to somehow find nutrients and it just doesn't work. And that's not to say, you know, if you become a Reiki master, you all of a sudden have to become a raw vegan. That's nice. not necessarily how it works, but you do become a lot more conscious of eating to nourish yourself mm-hmm. and eating for self-love versus, you know, the alternatives that we all fall prey to.
0: You recommended a book to me many years ago called Women, Food, and God, I think. Yeah. 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 The talks about, about this kind of nourishing and, you know, and being a prayer. It is
1: a prayer. And um, I, I wish that they had titled that book slightly differently because God can be really, that can be very polarizing for people. Um, The God that they refer to is just conscious eating, like being in touch with your body and listening to what it wants versus just eating automatically. Um, you know, connecting to a higher source, the universal oneness that we're talking about, um, and then feeding yourself versus, you know, what we all tend to do sometimes that isn't the best for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, you know, it, it, that's another thing that I've learned as I've gotten older is that you do the best that you can you know, like I've gone through these phases. Where I'm not going to use plastic. Well, I learned from living in Texas that basically everything has plastic. You know, mm-hmm. this zipper is plastic. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's plastic woven into this shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. You know, so basically Absolutely. if we didn't use plastic, I would be sitting here naked in front of you.
1: And it would be a very different podcast then. <laughs> it would be a very different podcast.
0: Too. It would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what started you on the path of
1: Reiki? Oh, I, um like many people who gravitate towards the healing arts, um, I was super, duper, duper sick in my mid-20s um, and saw dozens of doctors, had two really big surgeries, tried so many medications. Um, I was just so sick. Um, what was happening, um, not to get into too many details, but um, I'd always had this really, really heavy period. And they started to ramp up to the point where I was bleeding extremely heavily for 14 months straight. Um, and your bodies don't like that um brains don't like that no that is awful that would oh it's terrible terrible. there's no word to describe that but awful oh was terrible and I was you know it it wasn't just the bleeding because when you're losing that much blood like I I was 40 pounds lighter than I am now my hair was falling out my like my cheekbones were sunken like it, it it was sort of living dead style stuff oh, what, and i what was causing all that they never knew um and i went to the cleveland clinic like and saw the head of gynecology there and they were like you know you just have really bad periods and i was like well I went to medical school for that okay wow no. <laughs> um, wow. And okay, it's not that, un- yeah, it's not that <laughs> uncommon. Actually, there are many, many people with uteruses who have um, all sorts of problems that they can't diagnose. Like they checked for endometriosis and adenomyosis, and you know, and there's That's a whole lot of. When people say, "Well, medical science,
0: blah blah," they don't know everything. They do not no. know everything about these bodies. They do not know. They really don't. They just know the tip of how they work
1: exactly they they really don't and i i don't mean to get political here but uh, for especially for people with uteruses they there's not a lot of care given to to that area of the body
0: yeah Um, yeah there's no i learned in college um i have degrees in which is actually something i forgot to mention is that we went to the same college (laughs) Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. We met each other in Las Vegas. We both went to University of Cincinnati, which is just super weird. Very and odd. When you when you started working for me, you had to fill out your new hire paperwork and you wrote down your phone number and I was like 513. <laughs> that's that's Cincinnati. Like I lived there in like 10 years. Um, but we did not go at the same time, but uh we did both go to the same college, but um Oh man, what was I talking about before we started talking about in colleges, but, um, Oh, something I learned in school was that all the, I have degrees in English literature and women's studies mm-hmm. and all of the tests that are done, all the, all of the, like, one thing I learned about research was that it's not, it's not, nothing gets researched unless there's money behind it. So the only research that's happening on anything is if money is behind that. So when we talk about uh, prescription drugs, the only research being done on them is being done by the drug companies Mm -hmm. because they're doing the money on, they're putting the money into that. So everything is kind of skewed to the viewpoint of the person who's giving the money to whatever is being researched. And all research is done on the white male. Yes. There, and I yeah. I never really realized that until we talked about it in one of my women's studies classes. And I was like, wow. So they, they really don't know mm-hmm. how... T- there are no long-term studies on anything that affects any specific ethnicity, ethnicities. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on gender, like no long-term mm-hmm. anything because really up until very recently did they start doing studies. So when we talk about... Uh, Things around cancer, diabetes, any kind of disease of affluence, heart disease, the studies that were done on this were just done on white males, so we really don't know how it Mm -hmm. affects women differently, how it affects Asian people differently, we really don't, we really don't know. There was a big study done on nutrition, called the China study, and the majority of that study was done on Asian people. Mm -hmm but it talked about how having more than, it was like a 30 year study. And it talked about having more than 10% of your diet being protein causing cancer and other mm-hmm. diseases of affluence. Um, but that's one of the only studies that I know of that was done that has multicultural because it also has it and multi-gender because it has you know the people from, from Asia, it has the people from Linda Loma um, Mm -hmm. in other blue zones, you know, in the, the blue zone studies that were done, people that have been living over a hundred years, those were done on multiple individuals. And these are all nutrition studies. And I'm, it would be interesting. I haven't really done enough research to find out who funded those, but it -hmm. it's always when, whenever we look at any kind of study, I think it's really important to look at who funded it and where is the money coming from, because there's so much bias in research even at universities, they're getting money from specific companies to do research and the research needs to end up with the answer that they want, you know? Um, yeah. And so that's disheartening, but, um, but it also, <laughs> it also goes yeah. to show that like what, in the early 1900s, Rockefeller decided to do modern medicine and eschewed all of the ancient healing modalities. And if you mm-hmm. look at like Tesla, Who said energy is everything, vibration is everything. Well, then it would make sense that the vibrational energy that we transfer through Reiki actually can have a healing
1: effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Energy is everything. Yes. And so, you know, you're 100% correct in what you're saying. And I just hit the wall medically that a lot of people hit um, of people just going, well, this is just what your body does. Sorry, you're know, you just gonna have to learn to live with it. And so out of desperation, um, I went to an energy healer that I didn't even, it was like a friend's mom recommended. I'd never even heard of, I'd never even heard of it. Like I had no idea what was going on. I went um, and she was also an acupuncturist. So she did both modalities on me at the same time. I went for three weeks three sessions a week and after those three weeks, the bleeding stopped and had, and all of my symptoms slowly started to just peter away. And we had you know, a great big discussion of like what happened, like what, what was going on. And it turned out that I was energetically hanging on to grief in my body and my body was trying to expel it. And Um, you know it was this very very profound experience of you know somebody just putting some pins in me and holding my head basically and me sobbing through almost every single session not knowing why like just uncontrollable sobbing and then the bleeding stopped Um, and so I I was floored I still am like when I talk about it I still kind of get like Goosebumpy bumpy of how effective it was and so I started studying um, with an energy healer um, that was not a Reiki specialist it was I at that point I had moved across the country away from the healer who had helped me so much and I started studying with a woman named Christine who was um, really out there like <laughs> like I'm out there people think I am hippy dippy hippie, weird she was out there Um, And I studied with her for several years um, on, you know, chakras and pendulums and aura balancing and just every type of modality that you could think of. And then I can't remember exactly what happened, but at some point someone said to me, well, why don't you get certified in Reiki? And I was like, well, what is Reiki? (laughs) At this point, I still didn't know. And they're like, it's energy healing. It's what you're doing. It just has a system to it. And so that's right around the time when I met you was when I started all of my Reiki training.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And yeah, so I've been you know, doing energy healing, but it was sort of like piecemeal, like you know, putting little bits together. Reiki has this really, really wonderful formality to it. Um, it has a system and it has hand positions and it has like a method to it. And it's, you know what to do when and Um, that's not to say you don't improvise a lot because sometimes you have to, but there's like a framework for it. So there are many, many types of energy healing, just many modalities, and they're all working with basically the same thing. It's just the way that it's conveyed. And for me, because I'm a little, like, I like organization. I love the container store. I love. You're
0: you're a highly organized individual. I that's why I appreciate working with you.
1: Oh, I I have to be like I have to be organized, or otherwise it just triggers anxiety. Yeah, same, Um, same. Yeah. um I know I mean, you were the only one
0: I like sent out my old podcast invite and you sign up on my calendly and you know you filled out all the questions and had everything prepared for me you know and other people are just like what should I do blah, blah, blah. and I'm like fill out the paperwork that I sent you
1: <laughs> it like, wasn't what, hard what do you think what do you think it is you know <laughs> No, I'm a super organized person. I'm a super on time person. Like if I ever show, if if I'm ever late for a meeting, you should probably just call an ambulance because I've probably slipped in the shower. Like I will do what I have to do to be there on time. Um, And and Reiki really, um, it it just checked all the boxes for me in that way. Um, And I just, I wanted to help other people um, because it was so, uh, energy healing absolutely saved me because I don't know. I don't know that I would have died. I'm not going to say that is that's very over the top, but I do know my quality of life was so horribly affected by what was happening to me that I wasn't living. I was just
0: kind right. of hanging
1: on. Um, so and if this I could was figure before
0: out... the Diva Cup, so it was yeah, really bad.
1: It, it was so bad. Was, <laughs> there was no Diva Cup. It was L and just horrible cramping. Like they had me on oxycodone. Oh,
0: um, have you used want-
1: the diva cup? Not oh yeah. To-
0: yeah, because the cramps went away. When I started using the diva cup, I mm-hmm. no longer get cramps and I used to get painful cramps. Like, mm-hmm. like one time I would just sat down and started crying. And Paul was like, Is that normal what's happening to you right now? And I was like, <laughs> Yes, this is what happens every month. So when you tell me you get a period, you do not know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so. oh my gosh well and, <laughs> the amazing thing is we're talking about periods on a podcast and there's there's still part of me that's like oh are we allowed to talk about this oh because it's you yeah know, it's so like oh you know it's just so forbidden and so like um but you know half the population does it, and it's a normal bodily function yeah And it took me a long time, even now that I'm healthy, it still takes me time to shed that stigma of it because when you have bad periods and it's affecting your life terribly, you don't want to tell people. Like, it's just, it's, you know. It's
0: it's meant, we're, it's something that's used to shame us.
1: Yes, absolutely is. It really, really is. And I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of my Reiki clients now, are um, people with really bad periods. Like, you know, you, you attract your, your, your tribe, so to speak. And I have a lot of people with really big problems who have run into exactly the same medical walls that I did. It's a shame, it's really a shame.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm a Reiki master, I had bad periods. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly
0: you have touched the lives of many, many, many people. And when you think back on how many people are now Reiki practitioners, or even if they aren't practicing, they have the Reiki energy in them. It must be a real feeling of accomplishment Um, and knowing that, you know, someone asked me the other day about, well, you're in, you know, I'm 47 now, then they're like, well, you're in that time part of your life where you're going to be talking about your legacy. And I'm like, I actually don't think about that at all. I already made a legacy. Thousands of people, over 10,000 people came through the doors of Sensity Yoga and thousands of people are yoga teachers and multiple nonprofit organizations were opened because of that studio and multiple businesses are open because that you are a yoga teacher because you went to that studio and maybe you would have gone to another one too but um I'm not I'm definitely not taking credit for that but what I'm saying is is I don't think about my legacy because I know that the fraction of people that I touched have now gone out and gone out and gone out and gone out and I can see people like you and people like Joyce and you know people out there creating more and more and more positive energy so I don't Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that for what's next in my life (laughs) but you're
1: absolutely correct
0: and I imagine that for you it is probably a similar feeling of how many lives that you've touched and how how the legacy that you've left on this planet of positive energy and if you're not feeling that you should
1: (laughs) I appreciate that very much and that's actually something that I'm working on is taking the time to like actually honor what I've done like for my undergrad and my master's I didn't go to my graduations because I was like well there's more work to do I have to keep working and I like I very rarely if ever take time to celebrate anything like I've, I've opened my own studio in Portland and it's somehow surviving (laughs) like in thriving um and someone said to me not long ago they're like aren't you proud and I was like no there's so much I have a lot more work to do I have to you know this and this and look at my to-do list and they were like why don't you just take a moment and breathe and I was like that is very good like that is that's a good suggestion um I, I definitely need to stop and look at things more so thank you for that.
0: I've had to learn how to celebrate myself as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first opened the yoga studio, I had wanted to do this for like 15 years. And mm-hmm. when I first opened the yoga studio, I went through this incredible depression. Mm-hmm. Just like, that's it. That's all, that's all this was. <laughs> that was it. I All these years I worked for this. And someone said to me, just enjoy it and I was like how you do that yes <laughs> how there's more to do <laughs> So I just worked really hard to build the studio and b- make it bigger <laughs>
1: <laughs> we put in that floor together yes <laughs>
0: we were talking about that floor this morning
1: oh that floor we laid for
0: those of you that don't know we we Uh, me, my assistant and a lot of volunteers came in and laid the floor in the yoga studio because I couldn't afford to pay someone to come and lay the floor at the new studio. So 3,250 feet of floor was laid by us. And we, (laughs) on the back of the boards, we wrote like words of affirmation and positive thoughts and dedicated them to people and it was actually really beautiful. It was actually yeah, right. really incredible. And, and it's the energy, the vibrational energy of love was definitely in that floor. That was just an incredible, and it still is, it's still open. Mm-hmm. But when we were there, such an incredible space mm-hmm. and just a really like a high energy vibration space. Absolutely. So yeah. before we go, um for people who have stayed to the end obviously they can go to ReikiUprising.com um, to get enrolled in the reiki one um and you can go to reiki uprising on instagram and um do you have any other social channels that you want to facebook you have reiki on facebook yes. do you have a group mm-hmm. or is it a page
1: it's a page
0: okay. mm-hmm. maybe you'll maybe you'll make a group I should make a group. I know.
1: (laughs) I'm just so afraid of social media. And I know that it's really not. I got to get over that because I have an online course. I have an online course now <laughs> i have a,
0: i have a free facebook group for anybody who's interested in taking yoga teacher training so that they can get to know me better they can get to know what it is that they want out of yoga teacher training because i really feel like you shouldn't take yoga teacher training just to take one i think that you need to look at all the different trainings that are out there and decide what's best for you because they are very different and um, it's important that you get the education that you want. And so uh, that's why I have my free group on Facebook because I want people to have a way to get a hold of me and get in touch with me in a more intimate setting where they have instant access to me. Um, and anybody that goes to my Instagram, Yoga Liberty can find that and go to my Facebook, page, or Facebook group because pages are dead, groups are where it's at. And mm-hmm. I know that after this, you're going to create a Facebook group, um, I but, <laughs> but I would love for you because people love the interesting and fascinating and without, obviously everything that happens in a Reiki session is private. Mm-hmm. So without sharing any specific details, what's something strange or bizarre or unexpected that has happened to you while performing or doing or transmitting Reiki, like what has come through that was unexpected and kind of paranormal
1: maybe? (laughs) Oh, lots of things. Um, Well, my, so my, (laughs) several stories are popping up in my mind. Um, Actually, okay, the sweetest one, I had a client and at the uh, side note, I also work part-time as an Oracle um, for a shaman here in Portland, or I did before the pandemic, um, which means <clears throat> I have a tendency to communicate with people, um, their guides, their spirits, um, the team that follows everyone around, everyone has their own team. A lot of times I can talk to them and get information. And so this actually happened at Sin City where someone booked an appointment um, and I started chatting with her energetically the night before and total sweetheart of a person, just darling. And she kept saying she was born with a broken heart and I thought, oh gosh, this is ancestral stuff. Like she's carrying on you know, some baggage from her ancestors or something's gonna happen. The next day she showed up for a session. She had just broken up with her boyfriend and was devastated, like just gutted. And I thought, oh, I guess maybe that was it. Like maybe I got my wires confused. She laid down on the table and her, she was wearing like a V-neck shirt and I saw a scar coming up um, from her chest and I didn't say anything but I stared at it while I was working on her. And we got to the end of the session and she had just very casually mentioned at that point that she was born with a congenital heart defect. So she was born with a broken heart. And it was this moment of, oh, (laughs) and now she has a broken, like a broken emotional heart as well. Um, But it it was a really powerful moment for me because like I grew up as a spooky kid. I talked to ghosts, you know, like I was a, a bit of an odd duck, still am. I'd love to say I grew out of it. Um, but it was this confirmation for me that these things that I hear and that I feel are actually very real. And there was our broken heart. Wow. Yeah, she was darling. Yeah, she's still one of my favorite people that I've ever worked on because she was just so tender and sweet and just lovely energy, you know.
0: Yeah. That's really, that's really, really interesting. I know that for me, when you, I had struggled with the death of my grandmother, like a lot, I was really struggling with it. It was very hard for me. She was my favorite person that ever lived. And the person that I, I'm most connected to ever in my whole life. I never had that kind of connection or before. And when I did a Reiki session with you, I think it was actually the first one I did with you. You said that your grandma wants you to know that
1: she wants you to move on. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. She, she came through real loud and clear. Um, yeah. And I, I remember, I remember because I see things in um, images mm-hmm. a lot and she was holding you like you were being held as a little girl. And she said she has to move on because she can't live this way it was, that was a really powerful one too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful for me. I think about it a lot. It really helped me to move on in my life and to, you know, I I think I was on a real self-destruct path until that was something that helped me to really pivot and Mm -hmm. take back my happiness. So thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Thank thank, you for for letting me treat
0: you. (laughs) So, again, you can reach um, Elizabeth at ReikiUprising.com or through her social media or through my social media. I'd be happy to connect you. And if you take uh, my 300 hour yoga teacher training, Elizabeth did do the restorative section, and um, also the Reiki one is included in that. Um, so that is other ways to connect with her. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today, Elizabeth. I'm so excited that we finally made this happen. I know I asked you to be on my podcast, I want to say six months ago. And so I'm really I think it might have been more like a year, but I'm really glad that you're actually here today. Thank you so much. And um okay. much, much luck to you in in all of your endeavors.